Lils and Patrick are two local musicians from the New England area whose minimal accomplishments have left them thoroughly unqualified to judge bands and artists who have been more successful than they ever could be. And yet, their passion for bad music persists on Jukebox Zeros, the podcast that takes a retrospective look at the worst albums of all time. From the Shags to Attila, from Cyberpunk to Scream, if there's a band that has an album they're ashamed of, Lils and Patrick will be there. Share their love on Jukebox Zeros, now on the Zero Science Network and wherever podcasts may be found. Riff Raff. Street Rat. I don't. Buy that. Wait, why are we talking like this? Well, this is how they sung it in the new movie. No, we're talking about the 92 movie. Are we? Are we? Are we? Are we? We watched multiple Aladdins, so you know what that means. It's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. Here I go. Welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I'm Scott Kerland. And I'm a volcano of rage. <laughs> this is like that, that quote from the critic. Uh, I'm a volcano of rage and I have nothing to point it at. Oh, I do. Well, Guy Ritchie made a new Aladdin movie to the multiplex. <laughs> so we watched the 92 Aladdin and we watched the new Guy Ritchie Aladdin. And boy, are they different. Now, the original Aladdin is a film that... It's my favorite animated Disney movie. It's my um, guest to, friend and guest of the podcast, Tiffany, loves Beauty and the Beast. That yep. That is her film. Right. The animated one is her movie. The new one, not so much. That is how I explain me and Aladdin. The original Aladdin was... My movie. Yeah, that was your Disney movie. Everybody has their Disney movie. Yours is The Lion King. Yes, it is. And although Jasmine was, and well, Jasmine is the world's princess, Haley. Y- no, I yes, but she was my favorite Disney princess. Oh, I did always... I introduce myself? I'm Scott Kerland. I'm Haley, your wife. Oh wait, yeah, we did. I'm sorry. This movie just we left the theater, and I'm I'm sorry. We're still we're still spinning. In I the don't vortex. know what we watched because, you know, we watched the other Aladdin, you know, and we were fine, and we watched this Aladdin, and we are very. No, we're not fine. We are so not fine. I don't know why Bob Iger thought, hey, let's make the genie the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Well, I mean. I can you understand excuse that. the series of questions that might have led to that decision because you need to get someone who has a similar level of energy and... The last time we got a in- rap in Genie yeah. was Kazam. Yes. We, we got, got another Kazam. We got another rapping Genie. Yep. So the, the 1992 Aladdin is my movie. Yes. And when... I, I got excited when I saw that they were doing this. When I well, like when I saw the first trailer, I'm like, "Oh, it's it's not that bad." And then I saw the actual genie in the second trailer, and I was like, "Oh no!" Oh no! <laughs> it it's it's bad. So let's go back to '92. Yep. Because- when Haley was a young girl dreaming that she could be Princess Jasmine, wishing every year for Halloween that she could dress up as Princess Jasmine, never having her wish granted. Speaking of wishes. Yeah, it's my wish that. Okay, so the thing is, the original 92 Aladdin taught me 
about comedy. Like, I learned what was funny from watching Robin Williams. Lil's Didn't and- we all learn what was funny from watching Robin Williams? Lil's and I, Lil- Lil's Martin, friend of the podcast, we had, we've had discussions about how Robin Williams as the genie taught us what was funny how to be funny even if it didn't always stick improvising timing and great voice acting because like even even when he's like sensitive genie when he's like be yourself genie i'm i'm gonna miss you (laughs) me too al no matter what anybody says you'll always be a prince to me like yeah, it, it definitely, there was like a very serious element of sincerity in his performance. And and even when uh, Will Smith is, when he's trying to be sincere, he's not. Although I will say he is the best thing about this movie. Him and uh, Nassim Pedra. From Nassim Pedrad. Pedrad? There's a D at the end? I thought there was. I could be wrong. I could be butchering this. Me too. Just like they, Disney is butchering people's childhoods one movie at a time. The worst part of this was the guy who played Jafar, where I would argue that oh. Jonathan Freeman as the original Jafar, the 92 Jafar, is one of the greatest villains. So do you remember how a while ago we were watching the film Balto? Yeah. Which was the strong candidate for animation. A while ago? That was two and a half years ago. I said a while. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, by the way, I feel like we should mention we just saw the movie. And so this is still oh, we very fresh did. for yeah, us. Yeah. And we are sitting here. It is two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and Well, no, it's midnight. It is three o'clock in the morning. It's 4 a.m. We are very tired. And yet... And yet, we're doing this. Yeah, we're doing this. Because the original Aladdin is the perfect animated movie. Ah! I mean, we were originally supposed ah! to we were originally supposed to do the Brave Little Toaster. Yeah. But uh the yeah. the the gang at Jukebox Zeros and I, we can't make our schedules match. So that's coming. That that's coming yeah, for That's na- on its way. It's but on anyway, its way. back to Balto. So um <laughs> Well, hold so, on, hold on. No, so, no. so this is our final animation movie. Yes. Z. Yeah, I was Plural. gonna say there's a, there's a z at the. Well, actually, no, it's only one of them's animated. So there's an animated genie in this one too. Yeah. Um. Well, so again, back to Balto. Oh my god, are no. you gonna talk about the child coffins? No. <laughs> that's that's for another time. No, do you, do you know how the villain in there is just mugging the character? Yeah. He is literally the physical manifestation of mugging the camera. Yeah. That's what he is. Every time the do camera is phone? on him. Can you grab one of our phones so I can okay. look up the guy who plays Jafar? Because yeah. I just don't want to keep He's kind call- of an unknown, isn't he? Yeah. Well, okay. So what I don't understand is why they didn't go with a British actor to play Jafar. There are plenty... Or an older actor. Well, Patrick Stewart lobbied to play Jafar because he turned turned him down for the animated movie. Ah. But they're like, no, we want to go with with, uh, Indian and Middle Eastern actors. Well, yeah. Which makes sense. But there are plenty that they could have gone with that always play bad guys, like uh, Arif Khan from... From Life of Pi and Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, he would have been a really good choice. I could, I could totally see him as a Jafar. Um, anyone else? And he's a good actor. Honestly, I said to you, uh, why, why is the guy? Why is his name is? Oh, by the way, this this episode Marwin includes... Kenzari is his name. Yeah. I said even Aziz Ansari would be better than this guy. <laughs> Let's not go that far. Anyway, um, yeah. By the way, this this episode includes major spoilers, um, yeah. so you've been warned. Wait how how does he not have an accent? He's a Dutch actor. Oh, he should he shouldn't. Oh, 
wow, I was not getting Dutch he's whatsoever. Swedish and Maybe Dutch. he's a better actor than we thought. Well, like his voice is like him and uh, where like Jonathan Freeman to go to the 92 one was like Jasmine, a desert bloom such as you. Please like, don't say that line to me. It's still cre- oh, my God. It still <laughs> creeps me out. No, stop it. I will say, though, the one good thing that they did for his character is they they did give him a little bit of a backstory. It was just like a line there, like uh... here and there. No, but I like that he was a thief. Just like they say, like he's like, I started out like you. I started out like a thief. That was actually kind of smart. Okay, I agree there. But at the same time, I I just, Jafar in the original, he has such a presence. Like He does, yeah. And I, okay, so I hate how they take the whole Arabian Nights scene. Uh huh. Because in the original film, in the 92, it opens with Arabian Nights. And right. This opens with Will Smith yep. as Will Smith yep. singing Arabian Nights yep. on a boat. <laughs> Two children. Right. They're like, oh, dad, this story would be better if you sang it to us. When has any child ever said that ever? <laughs> Please sing me a song. I think the only, like, kids who have ever said that are patty lapone's kids mama patty lapone please sing a song they call her mama patty lapone (laughs) please sing a song from gypsy oh kids not again i'm so tired (laughs) kids what do you want tonight mrs lovett reno uh (laughs) reno sweeney (laughs) anything goes what do you want indeed never candied was patty lapone and candied she was oh Patty Lapone should she be. She played in. the old woman. <laughs> um, I am easily assimilated. You have back seen to it. bad musicals. Yes. So, hey, <laughs> how dare you? So the music in this. You will not sully Candide for me. So I came home on Thursday, and I was like, they released the soundtrack, and I braced you. I said, "Hold on, it's Kids Bop," and you're like no and then you listen to it and you were like no, no. <laughs> it's kids bop it like especially why why the biggest the biggest kids boppy song is when they do uh one step or one jump yeah although that song is hard not to make it sound kids boppy because it ha- it has a very specific rhythm to but it. But in the original, like in in the ninety two, Brad Kane, who he had to do the singing voice for for Scott Winger because Scott Winger lied to get the part, and when they actually started recording him, he couldn't sing, so they got Broadway actor Brad Kane, and he he he's very affable in his singing voice yeah sure it sounds like a kid doing child's theater doing gotta keep one jump ahead of the bread line one swing ahead of the sword i steal only what i can't afford that's everything one jump ahead of the lawman that's all and that's no joke these guys don't appreciate i'm pro this one is like gotta keep one step ahead yeah it's of the very bread much line. on that beat like one step ahead of the lawman gotta keep one jump ahead of the bread line, one swing ahead of the sword. I steal only what I can't afford. And that's everything. One swing, and that's I forget the lyrics, but anyway, but, you get the idea. These guys don't appreciate I'm broke. Oh, also, Princess Jasmine scene. They they rush everything, like I did like that they combined them meeting with him running away and singing. I did not that like song. that. I didn't mind that as much because Eh, you know it there the, there's the scene where they're, they're both running away from the guards so it just kind of makes sense to merge those two scenes but metaphorically together. aren't we all running away from some sort of metaphysical guard some more than most <laughs> deep down inside um no i just loved in in the original the scene where they meet like how cute it is and how it's like oh Thank you for finding my sister. She's a little crazy. Yeah. Like th- Yeah, that, that, I did miss that. Yeah, I I love that. Where in this one, he he's just, you know, some of the additions made sense and some of them made little to no sense. 
So they added characters to this. They added Billy Magnuson from Into the Woods and Game Night and Maniac as the only Caucasian character in this entire movie. Yep. Prince Anders from, is it Sweden? It like like Andy's, like Andy's Mints? I guess. It's like this weird... It'd be great if he just like was you know like on his camel walking through the city. Here, have some Andy's Mints. But he's playing... From my country. He's playing NoHo Hank. He is playing From Ho Barry. Hank. Like Anthony Anthony Kerrigan, who plays NoHo Hank, should definitely get nominated for an Emmy this year. But he his switch in Barry Season two, yeah. Is at the beginning. Terrifying. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's because he has no eyebrows. Well <laughs> but well, well, I said to you. Noho Hank is my favorite character on Barry. If you're not watching, <gasps> my tune. <laughs> um, but like, I'm just kidding. You already knew that. Yes, but from when he came on the first time in the first episode, I even turned to you. I'm like, he's my favorite character. Like, like the first line out of his mouth, and I was like, oh, my tune. <laughs> when he's like, hey buddy, hey buddy. But that's what Prince Anders is. He's like, oh hey princess. He's like doing this weird yeah. Tommy Wiseau like, um. But yeah, he is supposed to be that that prince from the original movie who's like, yeah, you'll die a street rat. You were born a street rat. You'll die a street rat. And only your flies with him. (laughs) (laughs) Although, yeah, in this this movie, it's the guard that has the honor of saying that line. Yeah. The guards do a lot in this movie. And yet they don't do a lot. Why is Prince Anders' guard... Why Why does he have the accent of Agraba? No, I think... It, no, he's wearing a different outfit. He's wearing the colors of... I don't of, know. It, this, I Ga- don't know. I love Guy Ritchie, but he should not be making a children's musical. Right. On top of that, the guys who made the original one, uh, Clements and Musker, do you know why they were good at this? Because they used to do not just animation, but they also had a background in like musical theater so they knew all the right beats right and i think like i told you when i heard when i first heard the music that the it's the arrangement that's the problem these songs wouldn't sound half as bad as they do if they had the right like yeah, I, yeah if I, they... the score is good. The score is a- Alan Menken. But as soon as like they go into the actual musical right. numbers, because Alan Menken was doing the score, he didn't have time to arrange the songs. So they got Pashik and Paul, who did Dear Evan Hansen, Greatest Showman, La La Land, to do the arrangements and, and add new lyrics to the songs. Right. And they did an eh job. It just sounds too modern and it really takes you out of the movie. I mean, the original songs were written by um, Howard Ashman and Alan Menken. They were partners and they wrote Little Shop of Horrors together. They did Little Mermaid. And Howard Ashman died while making the original Aladdin. He had AIDS and he passed away. R.I.P. So the the movie, if you watch Aladdin... The movie is dedicated to him. And he wrote like so many great songs that they didn't even use for this. Come to think of it, have you heard the Howard Ashman songs that they never released for no. Aladdin? Proud of Your Boy? Oh, I've heard Proud of Your Boy. That song, if you know the truth behind it, it is so sad. There's no good reason that you should believe me, not yet. Try hard to make you proud of your boy. It was... I know you you told me. But I didn't tell the people listening. Does it make you sad? He, He wrote it for his mom because he wanted her to be proud of him even though he was sick and dying and 
it's just so heartbreaking. Mm. It and Alan Menken describing it like, ugh, it kills you. So to take his memory, and they said that they were honoring him by writing speechless. I I don't. I have such problems with this song. Okay. Okay. Go. You first. My problem with this song is they're like, Princess Jasmine's finally getting a song, her own song to herself to empower her. And it's about taking away her voice. It's literally called Speechless. And like the main line, the main hook is like, no, I won't go away speechless, which is very bumbly grammar. I yeah. feel <laughs> number one. And the song sounds like it belonged in like the greatest showman. It really did. It it just it didn't flow with it didn't feel like it belonged with the rest of the songs in the movie. Like for example, Beauty and the Beast, they have the song Evermore. So that the was new a song Beauty and the Beast. Right. That was a song that they added to that movie. And who wrote that song? Josh Groban. <laughs> yeah. What they should have done is they should have had the person who, like... But, see, that song felt natural. Right. It it The arrangement blended well with the other songs in the movie. And because it sounded actually very similar to, like, some of the notes sounded very similar to... Uh, if this, I Can Love yeah, Her. Yeah, the, the Broadway version Yeah, which of is song. one of my favorite songs from any Broadway musical. Me too. Uh, so what they should have done is like they what they did in Beauty and the Beast is they had Josh Groban write the song to sing it like Josh Groban would, but they did a melody that was very similar to a song from actually Beauty and the Beast. Right. They should have had Alan Menken write it with like Lady Gaga or Sia or or someone someone who has that type of Literally anyone else. But someone who has like that musicali voice that that they Musicali? Yes. (laughs) Musicali, now known as TikTok. That's I you're you're talking about someone who can write a really good ballad. Not just that, but someone who can they can use to like sing it to to coincide because do you know who they're like saying is singing a whole new world to try and get people to like buy this album who zane oh no yeah oh no so so like if you had if it was sia or adele or adele i, I just anyone who could like write the song with the Alan Menken, yeah, because he's a composer. You need a lyricist, or even like the the woman. Uh, uh, Although the Jasmine is not a bad singer, arguably she is the best no, no. singer in the movie. Right, Dan Stevens is not a bad singer in Beauty and the Beast, but you need that that celebrity to sing it for the singer. Right, you need you need to hit all the right beats. You need to make sure you're evoking the emotion right. that you should be. Right, so not, you can you not, can have your actor sing it in the movie, but then when you want to sell CDs, right. you need to have like, uh, for Greatest Showman, originally they had Kesha yeah. do this as me. You you can't have riff raff. Oh God, street rat. I don't buy that. Like it was just like very emo boy. It, it was like they were doing cool from from West Side Story. Yep. Yep. Gotta rock it in, in your, your pocket. pocket. Like, I I just don't, I don't get why they even had to make this. So please, for the love of God, can we talk about the animated movie? Yeah, we can, we can definitely we talk can about We can go that. back to this, yeah. to this, you know, train wreck, plane crash. Carpet smash. Uh, later, but I mean, this has some of the, the original has some of the best voice acting ever yeah in my opinion you got robin williams gilbert godfrey you got uh jonathan freeman you got frank welker as the voice of the cave of wonders raja abu oh i didn't realize he was oh okay yeah i didn't realize he did that many voices in the movie 
Yeah, he also was one of the guards too. Oh, okay. And then my favorite character, the Sultan. <laughs> but you're so old. Yeah, that was uh, Nigel. Which is another problem with the other movie. Jafar is not old. Yeah. Like, I was like, if they wanted a handsome, more distinguished, middle-aged, late 30s guy, they could have gone with Oscar Isaac. Sure. Like, they had him. Oscar Isaac isn't middle-aged. Oscar Isaac's like 45. Oh, my God. Oscar Isaac. Well done. (laughs) Using that moisturizer. Him and Pedro Pascal are the same age. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like, like anyone else, I'm sure Marwin Kanzari is a very nice man, but listen, nobody sets out to have a bad performance. Nobody. But do something with your, with your voice. Like he's talking like this the whole time. You know who he reminds me of? Truman Capote? No. Philip Seymour Hoffman as Truman Capote? No. Eddie Redmayne in Jupiter Ascending. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, he has that like slight whisper. Yeah, I forget what what was his line that he shouts. My mother told me what was necessary to rule in this universe. By killing people. I create life And I destroy it. Uh and I will take it back. There's something Some, like that. I, yeah. Heels. But you get you get the idea. Yes. He has that very like whispery lilt to his voice that sounds like this, except when he's very angry. Oh god, that movie. This movie. Yeah. That movie. This movie. We promised that we were going to talk about the animated movie. Yep. Go on. Um, but the original Aladdin has so many lines that I quote all the time, like. But you're so old. Because I, I love that actor. And then, um, I can't believe it. I'm losing to a rug. Yeah, well, that's Robin Williams doing an impression. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, and like the improvs, not just Robin Williams improvs, when he was improving with Scott Wenger, mm-hmm. the voice of Aladdin, the whole uh, beautiful, uh, punctual, punctual, punctual. That that improv mm-hmm. ended up in there because they were just messing around. Yeah, and like like this movie, it it just has a life of its own. If you ever see the animators talk about how they actually got Robin Williams, um, one of the animators, uh, did- he animated his his one of his stand up routines in the style of the. G- Before I do the play, I'd like to talk about the very serious subject of schizophrenia. No, he doesn't. Shut up. Let him talk. I had the genie grow another head. To argue with himself in the animation, and I think that really clicked with him. Yeah, and Robin Williams loved it so much that he signed on right away. Now, the reason why Robin Williams hated Aladdin for the longest time is because they kind of stole his identity. Yeah, they the the agreement they did what they've been like doing for years now, which is using a celebrity to market the movie rather than this was like the first time they really did it rather than letting the art stand for itself. And, um, the deal was he didn't mind taking a pay cut. He would do scale for a voice actor, which was like $60,000 for like his entire part. I'll work for scale. Are like seventy thousand dollars. Um, I'll voice act for scale. But his only agree, his only rule was, they had to. He couldn't be on. Uh, he couldn't take up more than twenty five percent of the poster. Okay. Which he didn't because, if I remember correctly, it was just a lamp. It was. The, it was the, the first poster. Well, the first poster. The actual movie poster was the one of. Of them in front of the palace, and he's holding the palace up. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. where they cheat a little. He was only on twenty five percent, but he took up twenty five percent. Um, they couldn't. The use, mouse was a rat. <laughs> they couldn't use him to sell any toys, which they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't tell that to Disney. You can't say, "Don't turn my character into a toy." No, no, he. I, I don't think he meant it that way. I think he meant you can't use my voice in the toy. Okay. And they did it. There oh. was a genie with a pull string. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I can understand that, though, because especially for Robin Williams, his voice and oh like, my God. like his his impression style, like everything that was the very essence of his career. Yeah. Every, that was his everything. And so he didn't I can understand not wanting that to be just associated with the genie. Well, he also didn't want it to to um, be his name on the poster. He didn't right. want because he didn't want Aladdin to take away from his passion project, Toys, which was opening a month later or three weeks later. And we all know how that did. Toys is... I'm just kidding. I have no idea how it did. Toys I've never seen the movie. Toys is not a good movie, but it's it's a guilty pleasure of mine. It's, okay. It's... I can't even describe it. I have to show it to you. I it, don't want to see it. <laughs> but the cast is amazing. It's Joan Cusack... Princess Buttercup, no. Dumbledore, no, Dumbledore, no. Dumbledore. Jamie Foxx has a weird cameo in it, and you don't know why he's in there. Another time, um, but yeah, so another the, time for sadness. There's a weird music video in in like the middle of the movie. Another time for sadness, please. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, they they basically broke. All of their rules because Jeffrey Katzenberger is not a good man. <laughs> Jeffrey Katzenberg. He was the rat behind the mouse. Well, in his so to try and make it up to him, they even bought at the Golden Globes uh, uh, an award for best voiceover actor, which was a category that never existed. But they they gave him a special award. Because he did such an amazing job as the genie. And Which, to be fair, he did. Right. I don't think there's ever been another per, like <coughs> performance in terms of like voice acting that has reached the heights of Robin Williams. And I don't think there ever will be. The, they, they tried to say that uh, back in 2003, Ellen DeGeneres as Dory the first time. Not... That yeah, very yeah. close. And um, what's his name is uh, James Earl Jones is Mufasa. Also, people have said Ellen Tudyk as King Candy. Eh, no, I mean, no, because he's he took inspiration from Edwin. Yeah, Edwin to do that voice. I just hear Edwin, so. Yeah, but you didn't know of it. But. Right, but what I'm saying is like, it's just he is the genie. There's no other way to say it. He is the genie. Yeah. This this character was inside of him all along, and they just found a, a clever story to, you know, release him. Which is weird because they had a backup list in case that Robin Williams said no. Yep. They had Martin Short. Which makes sense. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's got that very outgoing personality. Right. He was from Second City. Mm -hmm. um, Steve Martin. Yep. Eddie Murphy. Okay. Who then later played Mushu. Yeah. And the one that I love the most, and I would have loved to see this, John Candy. I don't... I mean... I don't... What else? John Candy? You don't... Oh... John Candy, Uncle Buck. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Don't worry. He's I, been dead for almost twenty-five years. Yeah. So, but yeah, like it's only when you say Uncle Buck that I remember who he is. Like, like I, I just never saw enough of him growing up. Oh, I, I, he was. I love John Candy. He had his own cartoon show that I watched growing up called Camp Candy. <laughs> Um, hey, do you remember that time when I asked you uh, what uh, what's his name was in? Uh, all right, all right, all right. Oh, Matthew McConaughey. I did it again. I forgot his name this time. <laughs> but do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Do you remember that wonderful brain fart I had? But but it, it just makes sense that they wanted like a comedic actor to play the genie. Yeah, to, because. Disney had messed up in the past. They tried to get musicians. Do we not remember Oliver and Company, where most of the cast is? Why should I worry, Scott? Billy Joel, Huey Lewis. Why should I care? I think Sheila Easton, <laughs> Sheena Easton's in it. Like, 
it's the weirdest cast. Like, hey, do you know what kids love? 1980s jazz rock blues singers. You know what? That song didn't have... Oh, Bette Midler. You know what that song, that movie didn't have, Scott? What? It didn't have my dime, but it had street. Savoir faire. Whatever the fuck that is. (laughs) Do you know how many times I've seen Oliver and Company? Once. Do you know how old I was? Five. Would I ever watch it again? No. No. I think that might have been the first time I I swore as a kid. Because I turned to my dad. I was like, what the hell is this? And he's like, don't. You've got to pick a pocket or two. Oh, God. No. (laughs) So, yeah. Like, they they learned their mistake. I'd rather watch that original movie three times. Do you know how long that movie is? It's like four hours. What, Oliver? Yeah. The original musical is long. The original musical is weird. It's yeah, it's weird because the cast you have. Um, so yeah, in the original Aladdin, it, Douglas Seal was the Sultan, mm-hmm. and I love him not just because of the line. But you're so old. I love him. A piss. Yep, because he was in Rescuers Down Under. He was one of the ones they always used. A piss. Um. So yeah. Just everything about the original one just makes me feel good. And now I feel terrible. Now, like, my childhood was destroyed. Ron Clements and John Musker get, like, a special created by. Oh, do they now? In the new movie. And I bet they're going to call up Disney and be like, take our names off this. (laughs) Please. Is there anything you did like about it? Will Smith wasn't terrible. However... He said he based his performance of the genie on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And it's so obvious because Friend Like Me, ah. the original Friend Like Me is one of the greatest intro songs mm-hmm. to ever introduce a character. Yeah. Robin Williams sings the hell out of it and he based it after Cab Calloway and Minnie the Moocher where he based it after the opening of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like well, I, I even I even said we to you, all have our inspiration. Do you remember what I said to you after he sang every line of the song? Mm. I just picked a different Will Smith song. Like yeah, he, like it started going. I'm like, now this is a story all well, about how my life got slipped. Mister, uh, what's your name again? Because parents just don't understand. Yeah, he does that. In he doesn't say parents just don't understand, but he goes, Mister, uh, what's your name again? Oh, I forget. It doesn't matter. Like. And how all you gotta do is rub that lamp and then I'll say, Mr. Man, what's your name? Whatever, what will your pleasure be? Let me take your order, I'll jot it down. You ain't never had a friend like me. Yeah. What the hell? Oh, it it must be in his contract that he has to rap every single time. And I get it. Yes, that is his talent. That is what he built a career on. I get it. But, but. But when he's doing Prince Ali, I got so upset because in the song he goes, I don't, why change that line? Yeah, because there's lines that I understand, like, uh, they say instead of Sunday Salam, they say Friday Salam. Now I, I, I'm, I may be wrong about this, but I believe they changed it because maybe Salam is on a Friday, or I, I, don't, I don't know, know enough. enough. I need to educate myself. But <laughs> but but there's things. Oh, and um, yeah, where this line where they say he's got slave servants and flunkies. Yeah. Instead, they just say he has six thousand servants and flunkies. That's fine. Yeah. That flows. That change makes sense. Why do you gotta change that other line? Well, okay. Because how iconic is it when you're singing along to that song, whether you're, you know, with your nieces or your children or by yourself? <laughs> how often in the car blasting the the very scratched CD you have from childhood? Heard your princess was a sight lovely to see, and that good people is why he got dialed up and dropped by. How often would you go, I heard your princess is a sight lovely Lovely to to see. see. Like, 
Also, I, I do. I did miss. Took that away from us. I did miss from the original one where uh, he Robin Williams turns into the two people doing the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah, fabulous area. I love the fact. Although I did like him as the uh, where he, where he plays a woman. I think that was a dig at Wild Wild West. Because in Wild Wild West, oh yes, that's he right. dresses up like a woman. See, that's funny though. That's funny. the The movie does have its moments, like when, um, he for like when he first takes Ollie slash Aladdin to meet Jasmine, and like they have just this horrible bumbling moment where you're just sinking into your theater seat, like this is awful. This is so cringeworthy, and he, uh. He's like, she's like, oh, did you hope to buy me with these gifts? Yes. <laughs> and he's like, stop talking. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I I'm just... going back in the lamp. <laughs> uh, this movie made me so upset. It just made me upset. I can't believe how bad it is. As big as they tried to make them. I mean, Friend Like Me wasn't awful. Prince Ali wasn't awful, but they weren't even close to as big as they should have been. Stop talking with your hands. You're pulling the mic away from your sorry, face. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, like, you know what I mean. Like, when I hear Prince Ali, I expect this big, big-ass parade. Well, yeah. And like, the, they said that they changed it so that camels. kids... They changed it so that kids would have... Their ver- their version of Aladdin, but I don't think that will ever be the case because parents are going to show them the G-rated version before they show them the PG-13 parkour. <laughs> parkour. I can't even fathom all the kids that are going to get injuries just trying to do the stuff that Aladdin does in this movie. Yeah, I mean, we were we were quoting The Office as we were watching it. Literally, the first time where we see Aladdin like doing flips and trying to get away from the guards, I, I turn to you and I go, parkour. And I was like, I was just about to say that. <laughs> and, okay. Uh, Bears beats bad movie. <laughs> yeah, so... um. Oh my god, I need to talk about the Sultan. Because I wanted... The guy who they got to play the Sultan was fine, but he was so stern and serious where I love I loved Douglas Seal as the Sultan from the original one because he's just like... like but Jasmine, Jasmine! Jasmine! He's very, like, cherubic. Yeah. If that makes any sense. He's, he's just, like, very, like happy and you know this guy never the the guy who plays the sultan in this one never smiled a day in his life yeah well except at the end but yeah he just looks miserable i mean naomi scott's pretty good she's fine i said pretty good she's (laughs) fine that's i didn't say she was exceptional i mean i mean yes she's the best singer um it's not that hard to do but um aladdin in the beginning he he's so bad well he gets it's weird it's like he becomes a better actor as the movie i know (laughs) he becomes a better actor as ali he's better at faking faking (laughs) like well, it, it's it's weird. Like I don't know if this it's was his first movie or not, but like, it it's like he became a better actor as the movie went on. Like, he became a better actor pretending to be an actor. This is not like Victor Victoria and uh, woman pretending to be a man, pretending to be a woman, pretending to be a man. <laughs> it just felt like he was almost more natural and felt more comfortable as Prince Ali well, than he did Aladdin. Before we saw the movie, we, you were watching BuzzFeed vi- videos and remember he's like, uh, he's taking the, what Prince is yeah. he test? And he goes, well, I'm a vegan and I have my own line of- Here we go. Vegan products. And you just look at me and you go, of course he does. <laughs> Hopping on that vegan train. 
<laughs> Do you remember what I said? He's the type of guy who likes to eat tabbouleh for fun. <laughs> I mean, don't we all? But yeah. Um. um oh. What is ho- tabbouleh? I have no idea. Then how do you know it's vegan? It is. Okay. Let's because for because it. at Be Good they have tabbouleh and it has the V. Oh, the V for vegetarian vegan. Yeah. Um, well, that could just be vegetarian. Never mind. But <laughs> anyway, a whole new world. He takes her to approximately three places. Well, I need to. I'm gonna come clean. <laughs> In a whole new world. Mm-hmm. I told you this. I get misty-eyed and almost cry. Sometimes. <laughs> almost? Sometimes I actually do cry when he does the apple thing and and she gets a little excited. Like, you said it's, I'm on to you, buddy. But She gets excited because she's like, oh, he's not dead. Like, no, that's why she gets excited. Because, well, she was told that her, like, you know, peasant buddy was executed. But she had feelings for him. Right. So so when she makes that face, like I get all like verklempt and today <laughs> Yes. I love how you texted me and you're like, Is this weird? And I was like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I watched the I watched the scene and I don't I didn't never in the past did I ever really get emotional and I watched it this time and I was like <sighs> You can't see it. I'm like fanning myself to prevent myself from crying. I was like, oh my God. That was beautiful. I think it's because I knew that I was going to watch this version, the new version, be like, yeah. what the fuck? You're just like, it's so goddamn good. It's so goddamn good. And they also take, they also tease their next movie, Hercules, Clement yeah, Musker. Right. But my point is in a whole new world, and listen, they didn't have to take us to. They didn't have to take us to Egypt. They didn't have to take us to Greece, but they had to take us someplace other than the desert, a waterfall, and the ocean, which Agrabah is next to, I guess. Which is fine. That makes sense. They should have taken us to Scotland, and we see two guys inventing golf, <laughs> or the aliens landing the and creating Stonehenge. Yeah. Because that's how they did it. I still don't... Okay. I still... Uh, I still don't like the, the romance between Will Smith and Nassim Pedrad. I thought it was fine. It, it was fine. It just seemed a little too on the nose. And her voice that she does when, when she... When she's trying to just talk to him, the very well, that would be exceptional. That's like the voice she would do on SNL when she always had to play like a Dowinger. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Or but someone I, like I, hoity toity. I like that they tapped into that. And it was very funny. Like, you know, the scene where the genie is asking her out is one of the few moments where I actually chuckled. Okay. Iago in this one. They made a big deal that it was going to be Alan Tudyk, and I thought he was going to be doing like Gilbert Godfrey, or not even Gilbert Godfrey. I thought he would or just, just himself. Talking. I thought he'd be talking instead of just being like er, pointing out exposition. Because Gilbert Godfrey, Gilbert in the rough, Gilbert Godfrey, bad movie. Gilbert Godfrey. Was so goddamn good as Iago. He was so funny that apparently Robin Williams would come and watch him record and be in stitches and leave before Gilbert ever knew that he was there. Mm. And like the that's li- creepy. <laughs> well, the the line where he's packing up his stuff, he's like, "Should I take this photo? I'm making a weird face in it, but I am smiling. Like, like." It's lines like that that are just so funny where Iago in this one is just, he's a bird. Yeah. You could have made him, like, it's a movie. He could have talked. He could have, Jafar is a sorcerer. Yeah, just alone with Jafar. We don't, I don't need to hear him talk with any of the other characters, but he does need to, he should have been able to talk with Jafar. Yeah, because 
to converse. In the in the original one, when anyone else is around, he goes, ah, Cable Wonders. Ah. Right. Yeah. And that could just, you could just like write it in as, you know, just Jafar's magic powers. End of story. That's all they had to do. I did like how they kept certain things, but I wish they did the whole her pretending to be in love with Jafar. Oh. Eh. I'm uh, I'm okay that they left that out. Although it, it is interesting that J- Jasmine is the only Disney princess to ever kiss the villain. Um, Not in this version. <laughs> also, also I wanted I wanted Snake Jafar and I did not get Snake Jafar and that is one of, if not the biggest disappointment. I'll for me. show you how snake like I, I can, can be. Jonathan Freeman has been Disney's Jafar ever since 1992. He's been Disney's Jafar even in the Broadway show. He, he was... just loves playing Jafar. The Broadway show is apparently amazing. Mm. And they didn't have to do Witchy Wild, Wild, Wild West. <laughs> Mm. I just Will Smith I'm is I'm sorry but could you say that any more white <laughs> I could witchy why witchy why wild west which we do love that song yes but Will Smith he should he should go back to doing rap songs but not for movies I think when you hire Will Smith you are going to get a rap song and I think you hire him Knowing that, and because you want that. That's fine if he wanted to create a new one for the movie, but all he did was do Friend Like Me and just add DJ Khaled. Yeah, I don't think it it should have been in Friend Like Me. I don't think it belonged there. I don't think it was necessary. I, I you know, I mean, I, I even the Broadway genie kind of makes it his own. Yeah, and he does a great job. And that guy is also Aaron Burr on Hamilton. But um, but it just it just didn't sit right with me. And I'm perfectly okay with the rap at the end. That's fine. It that's like Wild Wild West. That's yeah. Like I mean, hitch. okay, that's like everything. I I don't mean Will Smith should stop rapping. I mean that he needs to... Do you hear that? He said Will Smith should stop rapping, everyone. No, I don't. I don't mean that. First off, Throw had... the feces now. His last album was Willennium. He ha- hasn't had one since. Just saying. Willennium? Yeah. Was that a concert? That was his album. That's oh, what... okay. <laughs> <laughs> it came out in the... at the beginning of the millennium. Because it's like Will, but Millennium. Anyway. I'm sa- I'm saying that if you're going to do a new rap song like mm-hmm. a Wild Wild West or right. a Men in Black or whatever the crappy Men in Black 2 song was, cr- write it yourself. Don't just take a song that everyone loves. Right. I think that's the, that's the, what I I meant. That's the problem. That's what yeah, I meant. Because it just, you want to make it your own, which I understand, but it's. It, it's like when they it's did not, Disney Mambo number five. Yeah, it's just like it's the. You really can't. That's one of the songs that like you really just got to let the song be what it is. And it's what Robin Williams made. it. Right. Sorry. Now, now, the original Aladdin, I said to you, was not just a great like animated film. It's a great feature film. It like, is like it is 90 minutes long it hits all the right beats it's it's just a really good movie yeah this i think is your the your your pause says everything it's a fever dream it really is um but again i don't think you quite finished your list of what you did like about the movie you said that um, Will Smith as the genie was decent. And I liked Nassim Petrod. Yeah, that's it. Naomi Scott wasn't bad, but I liked her better as Kimberly, the Pink Ranger in Power (laughs) Rangers. I mean, 
I thought it was cool how he had a secret staircase. <laughs> <laughs> secret staircase. And I'm glad that they brought Frank Welker back mm. to be Abu and Raja. Oh, they did? Yeah. And and the Cave of Wonders. But I hated the Cave of Wonders. I hated what they did. I hated yeah. it. I mean, in the original movie, the way he puts those two things together and it makes the eyes for the Cave of Wonders and the mm. Cave of Wonders appears out of the sand, you could have easily done that with this. Yeah. The, it, and I, I just didn't... Eh. I got to stop beating the Jafar horse and the Sultan horse. But once oh, again... Oh, no. Beat, beat away. No, I'm going to go to Guy Ritchie as a director. Guy Ritchie should not be making movies like this because he made his bread and butter doing Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, mm-hmm. Snatch, Rock and Rolla, uh, Revolver, movies about street... That's a t- lot of guns. <laughs> yes. He is... He also did Man From Uncle, which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, and he did the first Sherlock... Both Sherlock Holmes I say movies. one of. It's it's lower on the list. But he is a great director. He is a great director in his own right, but not... He, he doesn't do kids' movies. He's right. not a kids' movie director. No. Like, like I said to you, getting Rob Marshall who did Chicago mm-hmm. to do Mary Poppins Returns makes sense. Right. Getting Bill Condon, who did Dream Girls, to do Beauty and the Beast makes sense. Mm-hmm. To not have a musical director who doesn't know about song structure or blocking, like... Uh, <sighs> It just doesn't work. It didn't work. And, it just does not work. And the one jump, going back to that. Ahead of the breadline. <laughs> that that scene itself where he's singing to Jasmine and she's just there for the ride. She's just looking at, at him and she's like, are you fucking singing? Like, Well, she sings in her own head. Like, that's the thing. I've never seen in a Disney movie where they're singing in their own head. Like, like they're singing and there's no one around, but they're not, it's not like it, they're singing in their own mind. Also, Am I wrong? Am I missing something? She sings a song called Speechless about empowerment and finding her voice and speaking also, out. Also, that song is speaking, so short. <laughs> speaking truth to power, but she's speaking to no one. And the song is like a minute and a half both times. Yeah, you've undermined the power of your own song by literally making it a song that takes place in her head. Also, the original Aladdin, Robin Williams is not just being Robin Williams and being funny. The impressions that he does, the, the you know. He gave them more material. <laughs> Stella. <laughs> He's going. <laughs> I'm under attack. Okay. But, like, the impressions that he did made the movie. Will Smith is trying to do that, but he doesn't do impressions. That's why when I heard that they were doing Aladdin, I thought they should have got Bill Hader. Right. Or or even Fred Armisen. Anyone from SNL who does impressions, they could have even gotten Keenan. Yeah. Oh, Keenan would have been great. But as only only if he does the Keenan thing where he just blurts out a line and makes it funny, like when he's in the Chad sketch, uh, when Saoirse Ronan hosted, he shows up to end the scene and he just goes one million and fifteen billion dollars, like Keenan. Yeah, uh, Jamie Fox does impressions. Jamie Fo- Jamie Fox was. Well, it's not just about the impressions but it is a big part of it it is like i mean they focused less on the impressions aspect of it because that was where that was where robin williams excelled that was his strength now well, if you want the improvisation if you want a guy who who has different strengths that's fine but it's just like you know th- some of the songs 
force you to kind of do those impressions because like when like for example you said earlier when will smith says like that line oh uh i'm in the mood to help you dude like it doesn't sound yeah because it sounds like he's muddling through that yeah because robin williams would go i'm in the mood to help you dude yeah or uh to take your auto jot it down yeah it's just he he doesn't give a well-rounded performance as he should um and i mean robin williams even in prince ali he goes uh when he's doing like he feasts a galloping horde a hundred bad guys with swords. Like, in this one, uh, he sent those goons to their lord. Like, that is Robin Williams. Right. Will Smith holds up two swords, and then the closest we get is when he... Uh, the entourage does the bulk of the... Yeah, the entourage does most of that, that heavy work. Lift. But have you ever heard the story of Will Smith's entourage at the MTV Movie Awards? No. Patton Oswalt tells the story. He was writing for the MTV Movie Awards. And it was a year of Wild Wild West. It was 1999. And Will Smith came with like an entourage of like a hundred people. That's too many people. And like a bunch of horses. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Oh. Oh. Yeah. I was and like, he wait. brought a horse on stage. Okay. And like wait, wait, Will was Smith. That, was that for the awards? Like. He performed Wild Wild West on stage. And not only did he bring... Well, yeah, I would have expected that. But in addition to like having 50 dancers and Cool Modi and Stevie Wonder and Drew Hill, he had an entourage of his people, which was over 115 people. Okay, that's very specific, but sure. And, like, they were all making weird requests, like, oh, we need bagels and locks, we need sushi, we need this, where's the crystal? Well, yeah, you got 100 people. (laughs) It was, his entourage was bigger than the actual entourage for Aladdin. (laughs) Because the scene, the Prince Elite scene just, it kind of felt a little underwhelming. It felt like when they try to cram so much onto the stage of a high school musical. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to do too much, but you've limited your stage to just a few set pieces. Because in the animated film, every scene of that song is a painting. Like, every scene is beautiful. Every frame could be Mm -hmm. its own thing. So, yeah, as we wrap this up. Yeah, because our dogs are getting antsy and we're also tired. Yeah, as we wrap this up. How many bagels for the original? How many bagels for the new one? For the original? Uh, 13 fucking bagels, Yeah, sir. it's a perfect dozen. Yeah. Um, In terms of entertainment value and, you know, my personal enjoyment, 13. Okay, new one. Um, new one. I didn't like most of the songs. I, which is like three bagels off right there mm-hmm. um i did i thought the acting was a little subpar there were a couple moments that i chuckled um the editing choices were very weird in some parts um i liked the costumes yeah uh i gotta go with like four four bagels there's three left for me Will Smith, Nassim, and I guess that staircase. I mean, I. That staircase. I guess that staircase. You know what that makes me think of? What? It was an owl. It was an owl. (laughs) The staircase. (laughs) Which is a wonderful documentary on Netflix. Everyone should check it out. Just don't have a weak stomach, that's all. There's a lot of blood. (laughs) It was an owl. (laughs) So, um,. So as we come to June, that is my birthday month. So it's all my picks. I'm doing, He's what, doing whatever he wants. Whatever the hell I want. So there might be a black exploitation film finally. Oh please, there will be. 
Well, it's actually going to be a film that was a remake of a black exploitation film. And no, it's not Superfly. Mm. We'll never be the remake of Superfly. So uh, if you want to watch what we're watching, tune into Amazon Prime if you have it. We're doing uh, Third Rock from the Sun, Nightmare Ooh. on Dick Street, parts one and Ooh. two, which might be my favorite episode of Third Rock from the Sun, which is my favorite sitcom of all time. So until next time. I like how you said, this might be my favorite sitcom of all time. <laughs> In the beginning. I'm tired. Um, so if you want to. And you- at two o'clock, what's in your soup could kill you. <laughs> Find out later. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Writer's Bagel Basket. Vowels. Nope. No vowels. Know. It's no vowels, all vowels, no vowels. Close R- enough. W. R T R B A G E L B S K T. It's on the website. <laughs> like our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram. Also on the website. And yeah, the website. We have to get better about the Instagram. <laughs> yes. So until next time, I am Scott Curlin. I'm your wife. Bye. Bye. everybody, this is Kelly Reynolds and I'm the host of Boobies and Newbies, the podcast that asks novice romance readers to think outside the dick in a box. Join me for a new episode every Friday as we review romance novels with non-romance readers. From the sweet, loving, fairy tale romances of the Highlands. Who cares uh, about up against the wall by the fruit <laughs> trees? Yes. Like, where's the dragon? I'm inside the belly of a dragon. To the naughty erotic threesomes with Navy Seals. Sex was a 10. I mean, you cannot get any better than this book. Come okay, on, you guys. Good. Really. We read it all. Check us out at Boobies Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Listen to previous episodes on any podcast streaming platform. You can also support Boobies and Newbies on Patreon.com for lots of bonus booby content and early episode releases. are bombing all over the country. They are posing as movies you already know. They may be in your theaters, your neighbor's home, or even your own. Why are you doing that voice? I don't know. (coughs) I thought it made me sound cool. It doesn't. I'm Jason Bishop, host of the Invasion of the Remake podcast with co-hosts Sam Stepanenko and Trish Coughlin. Join us each week as we rotate talking about your favorite films and their not-so-favorite remakes. We'll also dig deep to find forgotten films that we think are more worthy of remaking, complete with our own fantasy casting. You can get all 130 episodes and counting on... Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Radio Player FM, and all the best podcast providers, even... Frickin' YouTube. For the low, low price of absolutely nothing, join the invasion. Subscribe today. Or we'll blow up your planet.